0: So how's everyone doing? I'm just saying it like it is. We
1: wee, wee, wee,
2: wee, wee. It was a whole thing.
3: He's yeah. shagging his woner.
4: Oh, don't do that again.
3: What's a hummer? Oh my God. I'm a little meditation.
5: Yeah, definitely keep your eyes closed.
3: Serenity
6: now, serenity now. That is indeed what she said. It sounds like the, there's a joke there, but I don't know.
0: Do you promise this time? We're going to move right the fuck along from that one. And get with it it felt very good really good let me just tell you it's gonna go great
4: it was really bad
1: pretty good
5: so bad
1: oh pretty good that's creepy you need to stop doing ready fire
2: aim
4: <laughs> i like that
2: and uh it's really good that was wonderful
0: let's get this flaming dumpster okay. fire going okay
2: good i'm glad we're all fucking joking chris
7: i know how to make a fucking joke (laughs) it's fucking funny
5: bitches. hello and welcome thanks for joining us onto the library this is where we play our own brand of call of cthulhu in an original universe that was created by our very own keeper if you enjoy what we do on this show and would like to support it there are two ways you can do so you can head over to patreon.com slash under the library and become a supporter of this show. We would very much appreciate your help. And if you would like to play your own game set in our universe, you can head over to DriveThruRPG and purchase The Snake's Oil. That is a Call of Cthulhu module written by that very same keeper set in our season one time period featuring PCs and NPCs from that part of our show. And as I mentioned last week, if you would like more of this type of content, but not actually the roleplay part, but more of a meta-analysis of what we do here and something that may help you in your own game, both as a player and a GM, go to wherever you get your podcasts and look for Up Your RPG. It is a show that we created about two months ago. We just recorded episode seven. It launches every Wednesday. So check out Up Your RPG, again, wherever you get your podcasts. With that out of the way, let's get going. Once again, we have a full crew tonight. My name is Arthur. I'm playing Franny. I am joined by Wayne as Rutherford, Rick as Sam, Scott as Cully, Chris as Boone, Emily as Joe, and as always, our incredible keeper and the guy who wrote this whole thing that we're playing in. That's Michael. Michael, take it away
0: hey thanks for joining us under the library is a sandbox set in the call of cthulhu universe and as such we are mature no we're not these are mature themes played by immature people in fact we're opening up a new patreon level soon where rick will send you his favorite yogurt flavor of the week but with that in mind it's our time for our content warning
5: i thought that was our content warning
0: (laughs) rick is our content warning (laughs) If you frequently wake up in your dreams and think, oh my God, I didn't wipe all my fingerprints off, then you're probably in the right place. And with that, I'll send you over to Emily with last week's recap.
4: Okay. So Boone had taken Sam outside and they talked about Bello. Boone actually blamed a lot of things on Bello in his absence and invites Sam to Richard's house. They hop in the car, head out. At the same time, back at Richard's house, Rutherford is in the car that belonged to the agents. He finds a small wooden box. He realizes his eye no longer hurts. His injured eye. And he can see just fine. About the time, he is loading the two agents' bodies into the trunk. Boone and Sam drive by. And... Sam is horrified, demands an explanation, but doesn't get one. Boone tells Sam that Bello is upstairs, dead, and they head inside. Back at the doctor's house, Joe pockets the rod that was used in Franny's wound and then goes up to find Collie and sleep. They argue for a while about what to do, but they end up both falling asleep, sleeping through the night back at the house again. We skipped around a bit. Boone checked the garage for Molotov Molotov ingredients and Rutherford led Sam through the house to Bello and then just leaves him there amidst all the carnage. So Sam heads out back outside and aims his gun at Bello and Rutherford. Boone and Rutherford, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, Boone and Rutherford and says, what the hell is going on here? He is really disturbed, but they just are unfazed and keep planning. And when they see cars approaching, they order Sam to get the kids and Franny and bring them to 2500 Modern Street, Abiquiu. They leave. Sam leaves. He arrives at the doctor's office. Everyone's sleeping. And Ellen answers the door, invites him in. When he talks about the events of the day, she asks, are you okay? Is everything safe? Were you followed? She starts checking out the windows, looking very anxious. She has a bad feeling. Sam pulls his truck around the back to load people in. Franny is skeptical about going with the enormous armed man who shushed her, but Dr. Gardner vouches for Sam and Franny agrees to go. Ellen is frantic, kicks everyone out, And so they're outside about to get in the truck. And that is when Joe realizes that they're headed straight to Abiquiu. This is a problem for her because she's afraid to go back without a disguise. She has to go to the store, to her apartment, her room, to get some things to disguise herself before she can go back to her hometown. So she runs away. It's followed. Cully catches up with her. Franny gets out of the truck and stumbles along with the wound in her abdomen about the point that Sam finally catches up to the kids. We ended our session.
5: Oh, right. That's my cue.
4: That's your cue.
5: And Michael, that's your cue.
0: Do unmute. There we go. (laughs) I've still got this funny buzzing in my headphones. I just want to make sure it's just on my end, right? Nobody else is hearing it.
5: Nobody I else am not is hearing, hearing what anything. you're okay, hearing. Okay, cool. All right, then. Do you smell we'll toast? Let's roll
0: with it. Cool. This could be problematic. Okay. Um. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's get this show going. All right, Rick. Did you finish your
3: yogurt?
5: Ugh. I did.
0: Please. Oh, God, I forgot about the accent. I, I like repressed <laughs> it. I repressed it in the last week. Okay, so I think we probably pick up right there, right? With Sam and Joe and Cully. Does that sound like a plan? And Franny bleeding out against the doctor's Mm -hmm. office?
4: And just as a reminder, well, you said that because Sam told the kids she was bleeding out and had 10 minutes to live.
5: Yeah, 10 minutes to live Franny. Mm -hmm. So I think it's
1: probably realistic. I'm going to say... I'm going to say, Joe, let's go right now. Let's go back and check on Franny. Yeah, no, Franny.
4: Like, uh, she's, how can she be dying? The doctor just worked on her. She just fixed her.
1: She uh, put we got to go. Let's go the, check on her. The metal in her wound. You got the metal if we need it, but we okay, got to check yes, on her. yes. Let's so go. Let, just start heading back towards her and run over and, and say, Franny, are you okay? What I thought you were, you were stabilized and... You've got whoa, ten. Whoa, 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 whoa! That's a good
0: time dash. But you're still remember. You're like you've run. You're- I didn't think
5: we like were like that A couple far. blocks I away. We I was. I was. Yeah, picturing.
0: yeah. A couple blocks at least. I don't think you'd be able to like just. Do you want me to do one? Well, block. I just, I just want to know what Sam's going to do. Yeah, I'm right here. So,
2: yeah, can uh, I just? Looking-
4: Sam, do you know any medicine? Uh,
2: uh, yeah, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, uh, Joe it's, that right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do, I do. I was uh. I was back in the war and I do a little first aid and uh, figured I'd uh, help out. Uh, took a look at Franny and uh, she's she's uh, leaking out of her abdomen. Uh, well, she's uh, overexerted let's go. herself. Can,
3: you
4: can fix her, right?
2: We I can help uh, patch her up on our way back. But
4: uh,
1: yeah. Unless you guys are talking and running. I'm ahead of you. I'm running up to Franny.
4: We're at least talking and walking. I don't know.
2: We're talking, we're walking, yeah, all right. We're
4: walking fast.
2: Yeah, we're walking, we're... And uh, and Joe, I know you uh, have a, uh, you got uh, uh, concerns about uh, being uh, uh, disguised and uh, I I just want you to know, I got some old rags in the back. Uh, I don't know if that'll work, uh, but uh, if that'll help you uh, dissuade and uh, so we can get on our way. Uh, that that may uh, that'll may help do you
4: have maybe do you have a hat
2: oh I got I plenty my hair I, I just I do.
4: it's I can't something horrible mm. happened and if I go back and people recognize me they're gonna know and they're gonna see me and they're gonna they're gonna I just I can't look let's let's go
2: oh okay then so uh we'll head ourselves back to uh the car and uh, found uh, Franny. I presume is still leaning up against the tree trunk. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and while they were talking, I would have run right up to Franny. So I don't know if we need to do anything else. No, that's okay. That's fine. Okay. So, Franny, I, I, Sam just came and he found us and he told us that things have gotten worse and and you're 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 not going to make it.
5: Oh. Oh, Cully! No, I, I, I'll be, I'll be all right. I I don't feel so hey, great. I,
1: we stopped the blood. We, I held the blood and she sewed you up and she I know. she put that metal thing in you.
5: It, it's, it, it's okay. Cully. I, I've just, I've just, I think I've just torn a stitch and, and reopened the wound a little bit and it's bleeding. And I, I got a little woozy. So I sat down. It, I, it, if, I'm sure I'll be fine.
1: If I help you and walk you, can we get you back to the car so you can sit someplace that's cleaner than a tree?
5: Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm fine here for a little while. I'm in the shade. Uh, it is uh is that Sam fella coming back with with the vehicle?
1: I think Sam Sam and Joe were walking back. They should be coming around the corner. What, what would they What would they be doing
5: now. with the car? Should, shouldn't they Shouldn't they bring the vehicle over?
1: I think they'll have to go past us because Sam came to find us. That was nice of him to get us and tell us that you weren't doing any better. You were doing worse. And so. Fr- Fran very pale, right?
0: And um, and you can tell that her her bandage is leaking right she's again right uh doesn't appear to be in any
1: imminent danger of passing out or anything but she certainly doesn't look well okay so i'll keep sort of talking to Franny, and keeping her comfortable and i'm i'm scanning looking
2: to see when sam and joe head up yeah so uh i'll bring joe to the uh truck and we'd uh come on uh around and uh find you all up against the tree trunk and uh I'd hop out and I would take a quick look here at the uh, saturated uh, bandages, and uh, I got a little kit in my my uh, my, my truck, and I'll try to uh, exchange and give a new bandages if that works. Okay. And I'll uh, say, finally, can we uh, get you back into the uh, the uh, bed of the truck? Yeah, Sam, do you have, do you have first aid? I do.
0: Oh, okay. All right. I'll just give it to you then. I don't think this is anything complicated. No, it, can you
5: can you help me up?
1: Mm-hmm. So I'll go and I'll sort of.
3: I'll get on the possible.
4: other side.
1: Yep. Go under your arm, mm-hmm. trying to stay away from the the side, and like sort of gently lift you out and say, Joe, if you can get the other side, we'll do it together.
4: Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: All right. So lift you up and sort of gently get you lifted into the bed of the truck. And she feels she feels very heavy, and, and in terms of like hey. not just. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just in terms of like lack of energy, to really, she's yeah. able to like help push it, but like you really, she has that weight of somebody who's
1: uh, kind of lacking in energy. Yep. Okay. It, are there, they're like clean cloths or something in the back that we can make something comfortable yeah i
0: the, i think ellen made a whole mattress uh, perfect yeah so
1: right there was a whole like setup
0: we, in the back we, of the truck we,
2: we brought a mattress out we, we yep. set it up back there and so what I, i'd suggest to the kids is we should have uh, propped her legs up it would help with some uh, circulation uh, uh return and uh, she may feel a little better uh, uh but we should not just have her feet sticking up off of the back of the truck uh, that may look poor so I would at least cover it with some sort of burlap uh, so
1: uh okay so we'll, we'll do that put some blankets or something under the feet to get them lifted and then okay
0: so while y'all are doing that I think what we'll do is cut over and unless anybody's feeling strongly about this moment w- with Franny anybody no, nope. okay. no. I would. I
5: just want to say that I, I would be very thankful to Joe and Cully, uh, for that, for their help and and for being so supportive. Okay. Just just those two. Okay. Uh huh. Sam did, did.
0: Sam did politely change your bandage. That's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'd like to cut over. Slowly to warming Rutherf- up. Slowly. To Rutherford and Boone.
6: All right. So if I. went run- remember correctly uh, we, we were uh, packing the car up we hadn't started or left No, we,
3: we had started we were going down the road oh right we were and then were and there cars behind us I, I yeah. checked but I, I muffed the roll so mm-hmm. there's
4: mm-hmm.
3: Uh, you were distracted there, by the wooden box I was distracted ex- oh, by right. the wooden box so we think there's no one following us gotcha correct
5: or okay, do you no think someone followed. is following you
6: and, and so i'll turn to you know since we're not being followed i'll turn to uh boone who is in the back seat you went to the back seat yeah,
3: I went you? to the back seat yep.
6: yeah and then i tell i said mr mr B- B- boone uh t- take a look at this here w- wood box again and-, and see if you can yeah i've got I've got the wood box in in my hand. I was just looking at it. Uh, yeah, see, see if you can deduce a way to 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 open open the box. I, I'm very very curious what is in, well, inside of that. It it's incongruous that it's in this this vehicle something of that nature.
7: Well, I wasn't here when it was first acquired, so and I have no recollection of it. So is there a
6: latch on it or I I, I haven't been able to to look at it yet. Uh, yeah, my mask master- a keeper. Is there a latch on it? Oh. There's,
0: there's no, <laughs> no visible latch. It. There is a seam there's around, a seam. around it. Uh, probably about you know an inch down that makes it appear like it's a lid. But uh, there's no
7: hinges or.
0: Nope. Okay, I'll try to jam my
7: fingernails into the seam there and just try to
0: force it open. The the wood's really hard. It's been. At some point, shellac pretty good, so that it even has kind of a. It, it's already a really hard wood, and mm. then uh, the that shellac makes it even more difficult to. Well, penetrate.
7: I'll take my uh, knife out
3: and I'll saw it along the. I'll saw it along the seam. Okay. So that if uh, shellac is what's uh, sticking it, I'll mm. slice it along. See if yeah. it opens. Then, uh, if it doesn't, then I'll use my uh, knife as a, uh, a lever and try to get some purchase and pop it open. Okay, make a luck roll. Okie dokie. 76, that's probably not good enough. Okay. Let me look, good to, nope, that's not good enough.
0: Okay, so as you, you run your knife all along the edges of it and nothing, you don't get any real purchase on it. And oddly don't even seem to make too much of an impression when you when you do wedge it in there, uh, you you start trying to pry it loose, and you actually break off the tip of your knife. Really? Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, Mister Rutherford. There's something really strange
7: about this box. Uh, I looking at the grain. Well, it looks like it was cut out a single piece of wood, piece of log or whatever hewn from that. Uh, there is a seam on it so at some point uh, a top was created for it but uh damn this thing is uh so tight that I broke the tip off my knife
6: that was mm. a good knife it sounds like the, there's a joke there but I, I don't know <laughs> um, uh, uh, so mr uh, mr. R- uh, mr Boone could could you hand the box up up to me and I'm just gonna t- take a cursory look at it while I am driving and uh...
7: <laughs> I I don't know about that, Mr. Rutherford. I don't know enough about you as a driver to have you distracted.
6: Oh, I just wanted to take a quick peek. I, I think... Yeah,
7: you then pull over and you can take a peek.
6: <laughs> mm, I'm not sure we should do that.
7: <laughs> well, then you ain't getting the box.
3: <laughs>
6: All right.
5: it's a good call. <laughs> Knowing our keeper, that's a good call. I was going to say, you just <laughs> saved
1: him from a roll. Yeah.
5: yeah,
0: I'm in the car, too. So,
7: yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. So y'all continue on uh, and then uh, pretty much we can time dash forward to
1: the house if you'd like. So the one thing to say is um, assuming there's sort of room and tell me if there's not like not necessarily on the mattress, but maybe next to the mattress, wherever I'm going to as soon as I know that Franny is is sort of safe and Joe's settled, I'm going to lie down on the truck bed and sort of put some blankets or something under me and just pass out i've been trying to sleep and every 10 minutes something seems to be waking park holly so as soon as i can i'm going straight to bed
5: okay that's reasonable yeah i think franny would probably sleep yeah. too
3: okay can, can i just interject i haven't i've been awake for over a day uh, you're driving back from oh yeah that's yeah. right yeah so i'm gonna curl up with the box and just, uh, <laughs> sleep sleep in the back seat
4: and uh, can i just add that i'm gonna dis- just joe's gonna disguise herself as much as she can while driving do you want some specifics on that
5: are, are you gonna, uh, are you gonna use um, uh sam's suggestion and wrap yourselves in and wrap yourself in rags and and be a mummy because uh, that's no, what I was, I was picturing one when, when he offered of that me. as a disguise. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was going to wrap my chest okay. and put my hair in a mm. hat.
2: And I got like a poncho in the back, if you'd like to wear that. And we can cut a some of your poncho. hair, cut some of your hair or, or, or well, put it up into a bun. Which my hair is
4: already short. But oh, it's wow. not. It's just it, it's not this. It is like this. hmm. But I'm gonna hide it in the hat and that will be fine. All right. And I'll just look like a little boy, I hope.
2: Yeah, and uh
0: good. All right. And so we're we're looking at we're we're probably looking at roughly like a five hour ride to Abiquiu. Uh it it in that time. Rutherford, could you just give me one little pow roll? Let's see how well this this ride oh, goes dear. for you in June.
6: Ooh. Made it by four. All right. So the the the
0: whole drive you have this sh- strange premonition as you're driving of seeing yourself obviously you're watching the road and everything but then you kind of have this third party view of the car that mm. is based Give me an intelligence roll. You're a pretty smart cookie. Let's see how much you can amass from this little thing.
6: Oh, that is one point from a hard success. So I'm going to burn one yeah. point to do that. Oh,
0: please do burn that luck. Burn it all up. <laughs> um, for those
6: of
0: for those of you who have been with us the last few weeks and Rutherford's spontaneous healing, um, don't worry. All of Call of Cthulhu's spontaneous healing comes with its own burden. <laughs> Is that a good word?
4: Spoilers.
0: All right. So you're able to ascertain that every kind of perspective on the car, these flashes or premonitions of you, if you will, that you have over the next five hours, all seem to come from the elevation of the land. So you're not seeing the car from like a bird's eye view or.
3: Oh,
6: I see. Like standing elevation.
0: Right. At least standing it could be anywhere from a treetop to ground level, but but you have these strange flashes of the car. You think it's probably because you're tired, honestly. But but it is strange that you notice that that they all seem to kind of come from this land level.
6: So like
5: like along. as the, the the vision is the car like driving past. Correct. Yep. Okay.
6: In the ex in in the actual terrain that they're in. Like, right
0: so it's like you could so it's like occasionally you could see yourself driving the, the car from the yeah. perspective of a rock outside the window yep. or maybe all from the, the perspective, yeah mm-hmm. from the perspective of a cactus that's sitting out in there and you can Got it.
6: exactly
3: huh so michael just gave it away the it's all the cacti and rocks are are evil that's it yep <laughs> beware well,
6: I'm going to say if it's a five hour drive, that's pretty long. And uh, eventually with this curious thing going on and I guess cactuses and rocks around, there should be a, a more than a, more than an ample um, opportunity to pull off the road. Now, Rutherford already is thinking that he has, you know, he's smart enough. He has a, a government quote, government car and a curious, you know, curiosity itself. So he knows it's uh, something that could be identified. So he, if he pulls off the road, he's going to look for a location that actually is—is is it particularly darker this evening, or is it lighter out? No,
0: remember that you started this drive early in the day, so. Oh, this um, is daytime. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is middle of the day.
6: Oh, um, you're anywhere right, so from. Ding dong, and everything happened the other the previous night. Of course. So Ding we're
0: driving dong, in a day. So if if there's
6: a, an obvious uh, a billboard on the side of the road for Brill Cream or something like that, well, I'll pull behind that.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. Somewhere <laughs> in this, somewhere in this four to five hour drive, you're gonna stumble across a billboard. Tell me what the billboard says.
6: Uh the billboard uh, says, "Is it every?"
3: What was that shaving thing where there were every single Shave. Burma Shave,
6: yeah. So it would have to be a Burma Shave one. There's a bunch of small signs for Burma Shave. As you went along, you would see them. They would be one sign, another sign, and then you eventually get to a large billboard for, for Burma Shave and all of its wonders on getting a clo- close shave in life. Oh, that's not nice. good.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> and uh, and um, he'll pull by, behind the, the billboard and uh, park there for a moment. Um, just to get his bearings on these uh these these the visions that are happening and just and just to take a break and sh- stretch stretch some legs okay. um
0: boone's probably gonna sleep through this i mean riding trains right boone this is going to be yeah. nothing to you to stop like this so uh, uh make a make a pal roll
6: okay uh, that is. Also, one point from a hard success. So I'm gonna burn another one. Wow. wow. I want to get a hard success. Burn in luck like it's free. Well, they're one, it was one point both times, so that's a whopping two points.
0: Okay, so then you're kind of you get out of the car with this intention. Uh, and I think that's the angle I'll take it from, right? You have this intention to figure out these oh, visions, and they're not
6: very Rutherford-y. yet. Yeah, this whole thing, okay. it, it's it needs it's a it's a, a question to be solved.
0: And there's, there's not a, what was I going to say? There's not a kind of continuum of these visions as you've mm-hmm. been driving. I just want to make that clear, right? It's right. kind of these flashes, but mm-hmm. enough of them that you're able to piece this together. And so you're close. You're on the outskirts of Abiquiu when you make this stop. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you get out, you have this instinct to kind of get down on all fours and put your hands on the ground. And as you do, it's this overwhelming range of sensations, right? You feel electricity in your hands. Oh, and you you start shaking. And if Boone was watching you, if he if he were to have Waken up a little bit and stared out the window you would be visibly shaking and your eyes have rolled back in your head you are conscious though as this is occurring and you f- it's as if you feel everything right you mm. you feel a scorpion attacking a rodent and you feel the rodent dying and your heart races as if it's being attacked by the scorpion and you feel somebody uh, taking you feel a a bullet actually entering a deer Um, you're not sure where somewhere in the landscape and uh, the deer having the same sort of moment of panic as the bullet enters it it's fleeing and a blur of visions as it kind of flees past you, and then collapses on the ground. And your breathing starts echoing that of the deer's, right, as it's as mm. it's kind of dying breath. And then the last thing that you sense is um, you you sense a, a person hiding out and uh, they're making their way across the ground you feel their footsteps heavy as they're running and they they're fumbling with a set of keys running into a door and the vision starts to get blurry as they open the door but you feel the cold air coming out of the room as they slam the door behind them and then you you're overwhelmed by kind of the the dying of the the poison of the rat and the breathing of the deer and you yourself collapse on the ground mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you're you're taking a lot of breaths you're you're sweating at this point and and right the the dirt and the sand is collecting all over your face and, and your heart's just racing you know like imagine you've had like twelve cups of coffee mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, you're just overwhelmed as your eyes kind of roll back forward and you you're staring at the highway and the the heat starting to rise off Mm -hmm. of it and you're just caught in whatever this moment was
6: so uh, in this super connected moment it seems like it's like one of those uh moments where things settle in and you feel super connected to everything around you but it seems like it's more lucid and happening than one of those zen moments where that happens is it euphoric or is it frightening
0: it's frightening
6: okay because it's like almost too much information and too many things happening and too much pain and emotion like an overwhelming thing
0: yeah enough i would say it takes a sand roll
6: okay will do and is that my 99 no, actually we're pretty good with with a uh Oh sanity's just sanity yeah that's a success.
0: Okay, so just take one point off
6: then. Yeah. Oh I lost a ton that, that through that fight. That's right. Okay. more yeah. so, going down. All right. And so uh is there anything else wrapped into the 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 visions that you know that, that nature is super connected and such like that looking around okay anything is there any dread or foreboding or sense of that within the the v- visions of uh, anything right. and any information about friends or even feelings of that
0: uh i think that that would probably it, what you got was just that overall There was a lot of death in that particular vision. Right. And uh, I think that would make sense as your as your character, you would probably try to assess a couple of reasons for it. Mm -hmm. And it could be everything from your mood in the moment. Right. This is kind of a tragic time. You're on the run. It's Mm -hmm. an elevated uh, adrenaline moment already. Uh, You're exhausted. So it could just be that that's the energy you're channeling. It mm-hmm. could be the visions attempting to give you a premonition of what's to come, mm-hmm. or it could be some unknown source. It's nothing that your character's really able to suss out in the moment.
6: Okay, so, so R- Rutherford would lay, lay on the ground and in in the uh, the beginning heat of the day and and uh, to try to try to pull it, pull himself together. And uh, hopefully we threw a bottle of water or something in the car. Actually, I was wondering if the agents had something in there of that nature uh, in our lookings around in there.
0: Take a look roll on that. I'll give that, I'll give that to you either
6: way here. Since it's, since it's a desert land and it's a five.
0: Yeah. Then sure. There's a whole kind of glass jug of, water sloshing around in the back seat it's capped off, it's corked off so you're okay
6: okay and so he, he opens the, the back seat and not ma- bothering mr baboon and uh has a good good slosh of water and pours since there's a good amount of it pours a little bit over his Boom head
7: thought it was the toilet <laughs> <laughs>
6: it's an arnold Who thought Homer it was now. a
1: shampoo bottle <laughs>
6: <laughs> all right uh, so yeah so, a uh, moment of a refreshment, and then uh, Rutherford will s- settle back into this fine automobile. And okay, and
0: so you have one of those swigs, right? Where the kind of grit of the sand gets in your mouth and you're, you're kind of chewing the water, it makes that crunch, and you <sighs> slosh it over your face and try and rinse some of the grit away. But it, you know, inevitably, like you've kind of sweatily laid in the desert sand, so it's just gonna creep into irritating places as it goes.
6: Okay, and then the last thing Rutherford would do and just like what you would do at this time, you know, he walks to the edge of the billboard and looks back down the road where they came from, just to see if anything's coming. It's a desert and it's kind of what you were doing.
0: Sure, give it a give it a spot hidden. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. Ooh. That is a 91.
3: No.
0: <laughs> Uh yeah you, you know you don't see anything right the heat's kind of trickling up off the road and uh, you're just kind of caught in this moment right there's a lot going on for Rutherford right? so I don't notice
6: the tractor trailer the airplane the helicopter and the submarine
0: right and the unmarked helicopter
3: <laughs> unmarked helicopter
6: all right so Rutherford gets back into the car and starts up this fine engine. <laughs> And uh, hits the road, but Rutherford's kind of curious too. This is the uh, mechanical side of him because he he is, he, he's, he's a machine guy and he wants to see what this car can do. So he starts pressing the pedal to the metal on the way into town.
0: Okay. Uh, you're, you're easily hitting 25, 30 miles per hour and the car just seems steady as a rock as you go. Mm.
3: 25 30 wow. full 30 miles
5: per hour yeah really cranking
3: even the doodle bug uh, <laughs> that's how fast the doodle bug was going oh is it really yeah, yeah. oh he should oh, okay. he should, be, he think should think be doing like back yeah. in the 40s yeah. oh my god my dad uh would get it up over 100 yeah you know Easily. 110
0: are you serious yes yeah. yeah. whoa all right then fine you you can. You're gonna make a drive roll. Yeah, you're hitting 65, 70, 75, 80. Make your drive roll. Why not? That's what. They got
3: know, what him, could
2: they possibly got him as- go wrong? If
1: they got him asleep. I'll, I'll
2: oh, be yeah. like all
3: That's great.
1: ragdolling they could, around. they God, you've got that box to protect you. Yeah, the giant and the
2: glass,
3: glass jug. jug. <laughs> 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 what That's what
0: you want to do is, is go hallucinating in the landscape <laughs> and then. Flying across
6: the yeah. Well, I, I, a ninety-three isn't that bad. Oh <laughs>
0: no, no. no,
3: it's not, it's not, not a
5: ninety-five. It's, it's, not,
3: it's not instant death, but it
6: it's is ninety-six. Good.
5: <laughs> it is a failure.
0: Wow! All right, so you are just flying along on the highway. You hit the outskirts of Abiquiu and it says you know welcome to the village of Abiquiu you just <laughs> and uh you pass another billboard yep. and as you do <laughs> uh you see the policeman pull out into your rear view and uh as as he does simultaneously you have one of those kind of horrific visions from earlier mm-hmm. of um, of the the woman who was pregnant giving or the the woman giving birth oh, yeah. do you remember that
6: yeah that and yeah and the room looking out the window yes and uh all
0: of a sudden it's this image of you realize she's restrained Mm-hmm. Um, and she's fighting these restraints as she's trying to give birth. So um, she's in like kind of leather cuffs that are chained to the sides of the medical bed. And uh, she's screaming. And you can't tell if she's screaming in this vision. Meanwhile, right? The policeman's in your in your rear view. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't tell if she's screaming due to the restraints or the pain of giving birth. And immediately, this very medical removal of the baby, the snipping, um, and there's there's all this concern. There's something wrong with the child, but you can't see it. The vision disappears, and you realize you're stopped on the side of the road. And somewhere in this vision, you, you just pulled over. Hmm. And uh, the policeman is getting out of the car, coming towards you.
3: I'm still sound asleep. <laughs> Nothing wakes up Boon. Okay.
6: Yeah. Uh, let me send you. Uh...
0: Okay, while you're sending that, I'm gonna cut back over to the other crew.
2: Yeah. So, uh, uh well, well, is uh, it possible, Keeper, for me to make a, a stop on the way out of town at to the farm? Uh, that's not for me to say. Well, that's that's what I would do. I'd make a stop. I gotta say goodbye to uh, Cheryl. And little amos and uh
0: joe this would strike you as odd you would notice as you're leaving los alamos you're taking a little bit more of a less direct route uh towards abiquiu uh, but you might be too preoccupied too so if you want to roll on that and let the dice decide or if you want to make your character's decision you could
4: too. uh i'd like to roll okay. what would i roll to see if i notice we're going the wrong way
0: Probably I, I'd i go with spot hidden here because you might just be caught up in the, the the moment of all the panic and fear of you might be so concerned about putting on your outfit. I'd actually put it at a hard spot hidden. You might be so concerned about hiding your identity that you don't even notice.
4: Well, since I rolled a 93, it's probably not yep.
5: important. Well, okay. Two 93s in a row. All
0: right. Yeah. So, all right. So you're pulling up to, uh, Cheryl and uh you're pulling up to the farm is kind of the Cully and Franny are asleep in the back seat or in the, in the bed. Joe's readying her, her disguise and you're pulling
2: up to the farm. And I'll turn to hey. Joe and I'll say, Joe, do you need anything uh, for your disguise? I just, uh, I'm stopping uh, to, uh, uh, get us some provisions and say goodbye to my family before we uh on our way out of town.
4: Uh,
2: I guess you want some of my son, uh, Amos's clothes that may help uh, you. Is your... he bigger
4: than me? If they were baggy, that would be good.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, he takes after his paw, and, uh, I'm a bigger fella here and, uh, we could, we could, uh, get you some of his.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That would be good.
2: <clears throat> All right. Well you sit tight and if, uh, Franny or Cooley wake up, uh, you just, uh, settle them down. I'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail.
0: Well, except little Amos is stoked, right? He's like, he's running up as he sees dad pulling into the driveway and he comes racing out to the truck, just as like kids would do. And he, he jumps up um, and he's knocking on
2: your window as you're pulling in. Dad, dad, dad. Yeah. Yes. Little Amos. Now you, you settle down there. Let me, let me hop on out and I'll hop out of the car. And I'll say,
4: Oh, you've got some friends. You brought some friends. Should we, Wait. Side note. How little is little Amos? Because uh, I thought uh, he was like six.
0: He, oh. He's good. You pick somewhere between six and ten. I think is appropriate. You pick I was, there.
2: I was thinking around eight.
0: Yep. Okay. Let's go with that. Okay.
2: Yeah. So uh, I, I'll hop out and I'll then I'll shut the door and I'll say and I'll kind of give a nod oh, to Joe. Did
0: you? Whoa, did you bring? But, did you bring me some people to play with? I'm so uh, excited.
2: No. no these these folks are in a uh uh they're they're in need of a lift and uh a volunteer can i go i want to
0: go can i go i want to go
4: i'm gonna stick my head out
2: uh hi
4: oh hi hi what's your name i'm i'm amos oh hi amos i'm joe oh my goodness hi joe can you can you play well i can't right now we're actually going on a trip I and your love dad tricks. said we never that I could borrow some of your clothes. Is that okay? You wanna,
0: you wanna take my clothes?
4: Well, I, can't, I have to look different than what I look like now.
0: You're kind you of bigger thought, than me, though. Uh, I mean, maybe that you won't can, work. You can borrow them, but my, I mean, they might be kind of tight.
4: Then that won't be what I need. Your your dad told me they'd be baggy on me, and I thought that maybe. I could just pretend to be a boy.
0: He gets confused sometimes. I think you know that's a little bit after the war, right? He he mm. he gets things mixed up.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I want to go on the trip, Dad.
2: Well, I, I so I lean down, I kneel down and I and I and I take Amos, you know, uh, on my shoulder and I say, say, son, uh uh now now uh this is a this is a little journey. You're gonna Your pa- tell me no, aren't you? Your pa's gotta go on. You're gonna tell I- me no again, aren't you? Well, here's the secret, and I it's lean the bike in and I all say, over again. "And I said, Amos, if if you are able to protect your ma and keep the farm in line, I'm gonna be bringing you back a bike." Go. Oh. So bad.
0: Bribery. Mm. Do you promise this time?
2: Oh, I promise you.
0: But you promised last time.
2: Well. We uh we ran into an issue with that horrible man who gave you a phone call and created such a such a comeuppance. And uh well, well I, I had words with him and he uh he felt really bad. You're gonna bring me back a blue bike? Oh, it's gonna be the bluest bike you've ever seen. You promise, Daddy? Oh, I promise, son. Now now you gotta make sure you mind the farm and the and the cattle. And if and if the uh If our visitors show up, you got to bring just one of the steers out into the other pen. They won't bother you. You promise? I promise. A blue bike. A blue bike. You want a couple baseball cards to stick in the uh, spokes? Really? Yes. Yes, I'd love to. Of course I would. I'll make it up to you. (gasps)
0: You're the best, and he gives you a big hug, big old neck squeeze.
2: Oh, oh, and watch the neck, watch the neck, because you know I got okay. the whole scar going on there. Okay. And, uh, and, he, and he
0: he waves to. You. He's got. He's like he's hugging his dad, and he's waving to you, Joe. And he says, "I hope you come back. I'd really like to play with you sometime." And, and Joe was-
4: just has some tears in her eyes, and she says, "It looks like your dad really loves you, Amos. You're a lucky kid."
2: Yes, I do. I love this oh. boy so much and I'll give him a big old hug and then I'll head on in and I'll, uh, I'll 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 go talk to Cheryl and I'll let her know that uh uh you know ran into some uh, uh strangers here on my on my discussions with the doctor and they're in a little bit of trouble and need a need a ride out of town over uh, out of town but I won't tell her where I said uh, it's it's uh, I don't want you to get in any trouble there okay and so as you walk into the house uh
0: Cheryl is in the midst of doing some canning okay Fine. and and uh, preserving some vegetables so she's you know it's already kind of hot outside and um, this work is not cold work right it's boiling <laughs> water oh um, yeah and she's she's moving around quite a bit as she does this and say green beans. I think that sounds like a good thing to can right now. We're going to can some green beans. Sure. So she's kind of hard at it, like washing them, getting them ready, boiling and and setting the jars. So uh, what do you say to her as you walk in?
2: Well, you know, I, I, if I can, I'd like to just sneak up right behind her and give a little hug from behind.
1: Okay, and and she like right
0: when
5: kinda,
1: she's got two handfuls of boiling hot dilly beans, yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and
1: she she elbows you back, and she says, uh,
0: "What in Sam? Sam, get off of me! I, I'm busy right now."
2: Oh, I'm sorry, Sherry. I forgot you were just a uh, as far as little pistol here in the mornings. Uh, uh, I just wanted to come on back and uh, let you know ran into a little bit of. Uh, 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 well, some some company in town who found themselves. Uh, Did out you forget of sorts.
0: to pay those damn gambling debts again?
2: <laughs> just whoa! Going, uh, whoa! We're just okay. Okay, here comes a new plot thread. Uh, uh, no, uh, Cheryl, Cheryl, I uh, 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 we're going to take care of all that because of the, the contracts uh, up at the base, and uh, we're going to have more than enough to cover. Because uh, I, I told you to quit that. Oh, there's there's no more dice rolling for me probably in more ways than one (laughs) because because Amos wants that bike and
0: if you lose his his damn bike money again there's going to be hell to pay I know
2: I know don't you worry I promised him the blue is back with a couple of baseball cards that's going to be priority number one this is time number three if you don't come through with this time there's going to be hell to pay with me I know, I know, I know. I I, I will 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 I'll take care of it. Uh I think uh I think uh just uh doing some good deeds here, helping some folks out, and then there may be some money in it and uh well make sure we get ourselves uh, uh strained Leg- away.
0: Legitimate money, Sam. I don't want those bankers showing up at the farm again.
2: Boy, are we just re- really digging into the Wagoneer backstory here. Uh yeah, no, of course not. Uh uh is it's gonna be the we're gonna get. We're gonna. Everything's gonna be okay. You can trust Old Sam. I can told you. You you can. I told you I'd be back. Uh uh. When I when I shipped overseas and I came back and I've been uh, faithful and true ever since. And uh, this is uh this is just gonna be a little bit of a delay. Then get with it. All right. All right. I'll I'll, I'll go in for just a little kiss on the cheek. And uh and she. She ducks you.
3: <gasps> Damn.
2: I didn't know there was marital discord. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Well, at that moment, you hear a little you hear a couple of box and uh, I'm like, oh, here's little old Zed. Uh, uh, well, you got to just make sure uh, you take care of him and uh,
0: you hush your mouth and don't tell me how to run this house and get in that <laughs> truck and you go get taken care of what you need to get taken care of. And then you get your butt back here, Sam Wagoneer. You understand
2: me? Yes, ma'am. And I'll uh, and I'll and I'll just uh, go to my my shed and uh, grab uh, grab my am- my 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 weapons to be absolutely honest. And I've got them in a little bit of a locked box carrying case, uh, and several of them for what it's worth. And my knife and sort of load myself out and head out to the truck. And uh... by
1: provisions, I thought for a moment you meant food and drink.
2: Right. <laughs> And a little bit of food and drink on the way.
1: <laughs> Considering your previous discussion, you were loaded to the teeth.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, you know I'll I'll I'll, I'll say uh, i say goodbye, and I'll, I'll give him a ring once I make it into a town. Uh huh. And and if and if and if and if they it's show, Just, and it's if just they pulling sh-
0: out these kind of steaming yeah. bottles of of green beans. Yeah, that and are say, that are canned, kind of like told, you, Sam. I know. It's just I know. this nice metaphor. Okay, yep. good. Just
2: and I and I told I told Amos what to do if uh, if our visitors show up, and uh, I think we should. You think we don't in. know
0: how to handle this place, Sam Wagoneer?
2: Fine, ah, fine, 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 fine. And uh, we'll we'll I'll, I'll hop in that car and uh, say, Joe. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, ready to get on the way. <clears>
5: okay, <throat> hey,
4: let's go to Abiquiu.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then we'll we'll head
5: on out
0: then. And on that note, we'll take a break. All
5: right. (laughs) That sounds good. Everybody take a few and we'll see you on the other side. We are back from break. Michael, back to you.
0: All right, Rutherford, you're looking in your rearview mirror and the uh, policeman is ambling up towards you. Has a very wide brimmed hat
6: and... uh, Rutherford, get, Rutherford gets two things ready. One of them you know about. The other one is the photograph of the man with the scar- scarred face. Okay.
4: What's the one you know? we know about?
6: Uh, Michael knows about.
5: Uh-oh.
0: Let me just tell you. It's going to go great. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, he taps on your window.
6: Oh, it's down. He uh, Rutherford would have rolled it down, put his hand on the uh, window, you know, the, the bottom, you know the door, and leaned his head out as he comes forward and greeted him and looks for a, a name badge.
0: Uh, oh, and uh, as he as he walks up, he does pause and look in the back window at Boone, mm-hmm. who I assume is still asleep. Are you still asleep, Boone? Still asleep, but fancily dressed. Remember. Oh, that's right. All right. So this fancily dressed man Mm -hmm. hugging a wooden box. And I believe you have a bag somewhere on the floor, right? Is that in the front seat or the back seat? Uh, I it it would have been in the back seat on the floor. Okay. Yep. Okay. And uh, the police officer uh, sticks his head down and the badge says Mulvaney.
6: And he says, okay. And I said, Officer Mulvaney, excuse said, me. And I said, "No, excuse there's, me." There's no time, sir. Excuse me. And I, I reach for the photograph, and I and I, he <laughs> he reaches for his gun. And I said, "That you don't. That's not necessary, my friend." And I hand him the photograph. And I said, "That's our agent who's been missing. We need to find him. This is obviously from Los Alamos, and you probably recognize the cars. There's several more, most likely coming." This is an agent we need to find immediately uh we think there's some terrible things there was an obviously and i I point to myself uh, because i'm a little bit of a wreck there was an altercation in in los alamos and uh, we need to find our agent we have one in the back he's he's unconscious and sleeping at the moment
0: oh you're one of the g boys huh
6: i said and my friend in the back and we have quite a few others coming to town, so please be prepared as as they come in. Uh, there will be several of them, most likely, trying to figure this out. We're on the tail of the people who started the the the, the fire at the at the facility.
0: Uh, I I I know you're in a hurry. What did what did you say? Your na- can you what can you tell me your name?
6: I said you know that's not protocol. You don't agents don't give the names. The G sure, I'm
0: I'm sorry. I I just. I've had an application in for a few months, and uh, I'd really, I
6: really—you
0: do I know the man with—and
6: the... And I go. Do you do the actually? My, I can do a persuade too, because I got a good persuade. But anyway, uh, I said you do Mulvaney. You do know that the man with the scarred face is one of the superiors, and if we can find him, you're surely you surely will become an agent. Uh, l- let me know what I can do. How can I help? I said the, the cars that are coming into town. Tell them that they need to go back to Los Alamos to scour that portion again since we have this portion covered. Make sure you stop any cars, any agent cars you've seen coming in and turn them back to Los Alamos. We have too many agents coming this way to Abiquiu, and we have it covered, my agent and I. Hey, uh, I'll,
0: I'll take care of it for you, sir, and uh, you'll, you'll keep an eye out. Uh, it's, it's Jim. My first name's Jim. Well, you, you, you'll keep an eye out for my application, right?
6: Certainly, Jim. Uh, Write down your information for me. And I I look for a piece of paper or such like that. And I said, I'll trade you for the photograph. And I said, if you have a pen, you certainly have a pen or write it on the back of one of your tickets and just write down your information where I can find it.
0: I mean, he has he has a pad and uh, he goes, I don't want to put it on this official document. And uh, he takes your piece of paper and he puts down his name and his address and he hands it back to you.
6: Okay, and I said, I, I appreciate that, Jim. And have you seen any um, curious happenings here in, in Abiquiu, uh, specifically over towards uh, the part of town that's M- Modern Street? Uh,
0: nothing to be aware of. You want me to do a couple of drive-throughs later this afternoon?
6: No, these would be curiosities uh, such as dogs running through town, sh- strange lights, and odd personages being present in in town that haven't been here before
0: we're we're a pretty quiet sleepy town we had those murders you know a little while back but uh things have settled down since then
6: Uh, i appreciate it if you're if your number is on there i'm i may have to give you give you a call you
0: you please do i'm i'm happy to help out mr agent sir and uh i hope to be working with you one day soon
6: absolutely so the, the agents once again we don't know, all the agents don't necessarily know each other so just uh let the fellows know in town that it, it's the we' we're, we're the ones looking for uh the fellow with the scarred face because we work directly with him i will do sir and i, I said, uh, and uh i'll try not to to speed too much through town it was a, a bit of a, an, an emergency we we have a, a lead on where these miscreants maybe
0: I'll keep an eye out you call me if you need anything
6: uh thanks I I appreciate it my friend and uh yeah I was gonna say I'll actually reach out and shake his hand
0: okay he he shakes it back he gives you a firm handshake and a little wink and then uh he kind of turns with a little like lightness in his step right and he starts kind of strutting back to his car um you're just a few minutes away from Modern Street. Uh, yeah. You you probably, in fact, what he would have probably done is given you more directions. He would have said, hey, mm. you know, uh, if you didn't give him the actual number, he would have told you how to get on
6: the street. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to give him the number. No. Um,
0: um, so, uh, yeah. So from there, you know exactly which way to go.
6: Okay. Uh, and then we drive off doing 35. <laughs> okay, and I and I call back to Mr. Boone. I said, I said, uh, M- Mr. Mr. Boone, you, you need to w- Wake up! We're we're uh, we're back in town. No, nothing happened. It was a it was a quiet ride. Oh,
7: that
6: was uh, that was quick. Well, <laughs> I feel
7: feel mighty refreshed.
0: And certainly, uh, we're we're not historically accurate on Abiquiu here because it would be quite small. Uh, we're going to make it a little kind of more towned up than it would be. But uh, it is a quiet community, right? You're going through kind of some sleepy streets of homes. There's a a moderately sized downtown. I I shouldn't even say moderately. It's a small sized downtown with a grocery store and a gas station and a little diner. And if there's anything, a hardware store, probably, if there's anything you want to add into that, totally good with that is there anything you want to add not at
6: this point i was going to Uh, say
0: joe it's your hometown is there anything that we should add into this hometown that uh any neighbor neighborhoods off the downtown or anything like that
4: um i mean there are a few houses that are significant to me
0: Okay, right, which we can deal with when you get there, but uh, the the one that they're headed to isn't going to be near your neighborhood. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all kind of near, but it's not going to be like next door or anything.
4: Is it near Hans's house or Georgia O'Keeffe's house?
0: (laughs) So uh, O'Keeffe's house is going to be quite quaint. Um, Hans's is going to be slightly outside of Mm -hmm. town. You can pick a direction there because his is more of an estate really yeah right hans is uh, more eclectic with his um rutherford so are you going straight to the address
6: at this point at this point um rutherford will take a circuitous way through town make his few extra turns and even turn around and come back before he goes to 2500 modern street
0: okay yep just in, right.
6: case, just in case the officer is quietly following behind him.
0: Okay. Uh, do, it doesn't appear so. Uh, you could make a spot hidden if you want to double check on that. But, I mean, he was he was pretty visually oh, I, bought in. I rolled a one on my spot hidden. Ah, there we go. Oh. Finally. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's nobody at this point following you. And the officer really bought into what you were saying, um, but you are keenly aware, Boone, of the fact that this is a, kind of a high visibility car, right? Like, if other government agents roll by this car, they're going to know what it know who it belongs to. This oh, does yeah. not look like your typical consumer lot
6: car. So,
0: yeah, now that we're here, uh, we should be thinking about
7: ditching this car, maybe.
6: The most important thing is, uh, is is first go by a slow drive by a twenty five hundred modern street see if there's a garage. Okay, so
0: as you pull by the house, make a luck roll on the garage. I'm good with it either way. Actually, you know what? There would be think, a garage. Uh, there would be a garage. I'll give it to you on that.
6: Okay. So these so
0: are all these are all smaller homes. Uh, it is a neighborhood. They're It's probably 30 to 40 feet between each home. Um, so they're not packed in certainly, but they are fairly close together. Mm -hmm. And nothing kind of ostentatious as you drive through the neighborhood, most single levels, there might be the odd with a second level, everything's well kept, well-maintained. Uh, the houses are all in really good condition and it, you know, it just seems to be, um, kind of a yeah that would describe it
6: okay um the activity on the street and with neighbors and such like that uh, rutherford wants to be careful pulling the car in um if there's any uh, if there's an awful lot of people around it's not the time to put it in the garage so he will, he now, will do we it. know uh
7: i don't remember do we know who lives
6: here this is um this is, this is perhaps uh, uh, Richard's other abode that we found a, a c- secret a secret notation uh, uh, hidden.
7: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
6: And uh, so we need to do some investigation here. I believe this is where we will find some secrets to our, our, our mysteries and what Richard was re- really up to, uh, which is very important. He's, he's a friend of mine, but he has this whole, whole other side of him that he seems to have hidden. And I think there's some uh, a- answers here. Uh, Cully would be very interested in this uh, in this place as well. He may he's the one who keeps finding things, and he's a, he's going to be very important here. So if if you, a, if you
7: drive down the driveway, I'll uh, get out and open up the garage.
6: So if does it does it look particularly busy or eyes and such like that, or is it early enough where people are still a little drowsy and such like that?
0: Yeah. So let's say let's say you got off around seven or eight in the morning. And so that's going to put you in town around one or two o'clock. It's hot. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not an area where people like mow the grass or anything. Right. These aren't manicured lawns. You're in the um, you're in New Mexico. and, And there's people kind of milling. About a little bit, but it's a pretty hot part of the day, so there's nobody kind of hanging outside. Can I do a, a luck roll to see if we
3: like avoid prying eyes? Oh, sure, absolutely. Six.
0: Whoa! Okay. Wow. Like like butter.
3: I guess yeah.
6: it's really
0: hot. Yeah, you you moved in in a pretty hot part of the day, and. Everybody's kind of, you know, keeping the shades cool, even the rumble of the engine. Uh, okay, but so that...
3: I'll, I'll get out, open the garage door.
6: Yep, And uh, Rutherford cuts the engine and lets the car roll into the garage if it's pointing. I just had a vision of it going down that way, unless it's a different way, just to be a little bit more quiet. Okay. So if the, the garage I was unlocked, that's the one question.
0: Yeah. The garage. Right. Oh, sorry. Oh, I, miss under, I missed that. Yes. As you, as you roll up the garage is indeed unlocked.
6: Okay. Does it have, does it have a way to lock it? Was it, you know, did it seem like there was something on someone here or is it just was a, maybe Richard just forgot to lock it in a rush,
0: right? There's no real lock on it, right? You just kind of walk up, open it. Uh, you do notice that the garage is pretty empty. Mm. Uh, There's almost nothing in it. Right. It just looks quite literally like a place to park a car and close the door behind you.
6: Does it, is there an access into the house from within the garage?
0: No, it's separate from the house. So you'll have Ah. to kind of exit the garage and then it's set back from the house a little bit, uh, not Hmm. far 20 or 30 feet. So you'll have to leave there to walk towards the house.
6: Okay. Uh, Rutherford, uh, Rutherford returns to, uh, Mr. Boone and I said, let's to take every everything everything we need. This car may may have to be ditched here. Um, you, there are two bodies in the trunk. Later tonight, we'll have mm. to take the car out and get rid of those <laughs> at some uh, local a- area.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: I knew that. When
5: I was, was thinking about those those bodies when the cop was coming up.
6: Oh, oh yeah. god,
3: I forgot all about
6: them. Yep. The uh, scar, the man with the scarred face, he's right there.
3: Okay, so yeah, make sure we have the guns, uh, yeah, the bag with all the yep. the stuff.
6: The wood box, um, the photograph, uh, anything else that was in the car that we might need. The glass
3: jug in case you have to make an enormous lot of water. cocktail.
6: And any any identification things or such like that. And remember uh,
0: they had no identification in the in
6: the car. That's what I thought. But, yeah. That's why, that's why Rutherford said we don't use names. Kind of was guessing that, that they stay anonymous. Um, what are the license plates?
0: They're typical New Mexico plates. Mm-hmm. In fact, the, they don't say anything about the government on them. That's what I was wondering.
6: Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Then those plates will stay. Um, unless, like every garage... It's full of license plates from all around the country that people have kept from their previous places. And if that's the case, he's going to switch the license plates with what's on the wall, if there's something. There.
0: No, it is it is very empty.
6: All right. Oh, well. We could have been from somewhere else. Um, at this point, then. Well, well, I tell you
0: what. I tell you what. There is there is a scenario in which that works. Take a luck roll on it. There, I could see. Sure. I could see that being a thing.
2: Well,
6: an eighty-two is awful high. Yeah, I think so.
2: <laughs> okay,
6: doesn't quite do it. All right. Um, so Rutherford then um, mentions a boo and so uh, I t- let's take a, er, everything and head towards the, the the back door and see if we can, but uh, uh, Jimmy it open. I'm actually, I actually think I took yes. I have a lock I, I took locksmith ability and, and gave myself a fifty in that just in case. So there's
0: no well, true there's there's no true back door. There's about three concrete steps that go up to a platform on the side of the house that faces the driveway. So there's mm. a side door and then there's a front door to the house as well. Yeah, a small
7: town like this might not even lock their doors.
6: Curiously. A little bit of hobo
7: wisdom there.
6: But I think with Richard and his secrets, I think he would be locking locking his house. He, he did that with his house in, uh, in in Los Alamos. So we'll go to the door and and check to see if it's locked, or it's more scary if, if it seems like it's been someone's been in there. So tell me what you're doing. Mm. Right, I guess Rutherford will take the lead. Um, Going up towards the door, we're, hold, we're holding the, whatever we needed to carry this bag and stuff. Rutherford has one of the more fancy guns from the agents uh, at the ready in his pocket. And he goes up to the door and, and tries tries the the knob on the door and then gives a little tap on the window. The knob turns easily. Hmm. Hmm. Opens it just a little bit and listens. So listen. uh,
0: the, the door opens into the house, so you would be pushing... Yep. Uh, make a listen
3: roll.
6: <laughs>
3: but when I see him get a gun out, uh, I'll get one out as well. Okay. Ooh.
6: That would be actually a really good listen. That would be a hard success. Okay. And you hear a, a woman's voice inside go,
0: oh, Richard? Is that you, uh, Richard?
3: Oh. Uh, as soon as i hear that i put the gun away oh.
6: okay and rutherford i said no uh, n- no ma'am this is this is a a friend of richard this is it's rutherford R- rutherford fenger um we've come we've come to and this i said we've come to, to town to, to 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 uh look we had to come to town from los alamos there, are you a, are you a friend of richard i yelled out
0: and she start. You hear a crash, right? Like a, the sound of a plate shattering, mm-hmm. and she starts to stutter. Ruther, Ruther, Rutherford.
6: And, and is it? I is it? Oh, sounds like it might be someone I know. Uh, Rutherford opens the door and goes in and goes to and standing
0: work. about 10, you're in the kitchen. the store opens into the kitchen. there's like a uh, the stove would be an oven to the right and countertop. Uh, on the other side would be kind of the ice box and another set of counters. And standing kind of in the middle of this path directly into the kitchen is uh, a, a woman in a like fairly plain, dress it does have a a light floral pattern on it Um, she's quite I I don't want the frails not the right word but very thin Mm -hmm. and in front of her on the floor is a a shattered plate and mug and like some sort of dark liquidy substance like tea or coffee all over the floor and she's just standing there shaking as she looks at you you don't recognize her
6: Oh, okay. That's important. I, I said, said, ma'am. I I I don't know if Richard. If you're obviously a friend of Richard, if he's he's mentioned me before. I'm I'm Rutherford Fenger a lo- long time friend of just, Richard.
0: Just, just, just... S- stop.
6: And obviously, I look a mess because my shorts torn with blood all over it. <laughs> and
0: and she she pauses. She takes a deep breath. You can tell there's already tears running down her face, mm-hmm. and and she just says to you, "Is that his blood?"
6: I said, "No, no, th- this blood is mine." W- well, actually, maybe some. Just, of
0: it. And and she has like kind of no patience for Rutherford's rambling, right? She cuts you off every time you start to like go off about something, <laughs> and and she says, "How did he die?"
6: I said, "Oh well, well, Richard, perhaps, perhaps. Well, actually, you know what? Shut Rutherford, up! Just I was gonna say, Rutherford's what? not really built for emotion, so he would just lay it out there." I said, "Unfortunately, R- Richard, Richard uh, uh, came came to an, came to an end in a, in a pretty hor- horrific fashion." Uh, by, by by no other hands, though, it's something, some malady struck him.
0: But Boone, as you're kind of overlooking, she's she's got mm-hmm. her eyes closed and she's kind of pressing her thumb into her fist. She's, she's rubbing her forehead and y- you can tell she's just kind of fighting back all of her emotion. And a little girl runs from kind of the back corner of the kitchen oh, and, and wraps around her leg. Uh, the little girl's, you know, probably a similar age to Amos. And uh, she's she's holding on to the mom's leg or she's holding on to the woman's leg. And, and, you know, she says, Mommy, are, are you OK? And and there's this real kind of authentic moment of uh, the, the woman grappling with her own emotions and this child there. And um, she just she just holds out a hand with a finger up to tell you she needs a minute and she escorts the girl kind of back into the house. And you can, you can hear some conversation, you know, like mommy needs a minute. Um, and, and she's trying to comfort the child, but also take care of herself. And then, um, she, she comes back and she says, uh, Maybe we should go sit down and she holds her hand towards the table, kind of right off the kitchen in the back of the house.
6: And Rutherford return and absolutely uh, go towards the, towards the table, probably in a, a Sheldon like fashion, you know, just okay. <laughs> very matter of factly and uh, uh, sit down and it says, y- 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 yes, yes, ma'am. And he, is he starting to suss out maybe that this is um, could be, a family that Richard had, and he didn't let people know about.
0: Uh, certainly, a question on your mind. Mm. Um, that, right, this, this for you. This thing is like unwinding quickly. You're trying to figure out.
6: Rutherford right. does a quick scan of the room, looking for photographs, because quite often a family photograph might be around. And he see, and he just takes a, a perusal to see if there's a photograph handy, or a small one, big one, or anything that might have her and him in it.
0: So, uh Richard is oddly absent from any images in the room, but there's lots of well lots. There's a few images of uh the woman and the the daughter at or the girl at various ages. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, there's one by the ocean and uh, they were obviously taken uh I'll I'll give this to you with your intelligence I think it would just make sense, right but you're kind of a deduction here that the as you as you kind of look at all of these images around the room, you're realizing that probably Richard took these images. Ah
6: yes but he's he's
0: not in any of them.
6: the frame of reference yes.
0: uh Boone as you're in the walking into the room, she cuttingly glances at you and says, I don't know you. Who are you? Uh,
7: ma- Sorry, ma'am. I'm just a traveling companion of Mr. Rutherford. Uh, I-, I wasn't there when Mr. Richard passed away, but uh, I had some interactions with him and he
0: he uh, he was very nice to me. He was a, a good man. And she starts kind of shaking out a, a cigarette. And, and pulls it out, and, and she's shaking, but she manages to light it, and and she starts smoking at the table as she looks at you, and she goes, and then she looks at Rutherford, and she says to you, Rutherford, I I know that I can trust you, but I I don't know that I can trust him.
6: Is it, mis, mis, Mr. Boone has been um, a trustworthy. No, complaint. no, that's that's okay. I'll I'll just
7: step outside, ma'am. Uh, we've got some more. Hill uh, Rutherford will tell you we got some. Uh, a
0: more... She,
7: tur-
0: she immediately says, "You you can't do that." I, he always no. You you have to stay inside.
7: Okay. Well, I'll just be a fly on the wall then. I won't. Uh, I won't bother you
0: and uh she looks at Rutherford and says uh i i need to know what happened i i,
6: I could i could tell tell you exactly and um M- mr Boone here is is a, is a, a very tr- trustworthy fellow um Unfortunately, there there was a situation where R- Richard and I, I think you you would have suspicions of this and maybe know an awful lot more because I I probably need answers. I need m-
0: you to stop rambling. What happened,
6: Mr. Mr. Uh, well, R- Richard um, unfortunately was was uh, abducted by what we have found out to be agents and I believe ter- terrible agents of, of the government. He he di- disappeared for a time and, and upon his return he he absolutely denied anything that had happened and that he, he wasn't abducted, but I saw it with my own eyes Him being abducted in in a very rough manner. And we even know the person who, who was part of this abduction. And I produced the photograph. I said, do do you know this man? And I show her the photograph of the man with the scarred face. And
0: she looks down at it and she, she just shakes her head and she's, working with tremendous restraint not to start crying here. And uh, she goes, I I only know you because he talked about you and, and he said you were safe and he said Franny was safe. And those are the only two he said would come if something happened.
6: Uh, fr- Franny, Franny uh, uh, sh- should be on, on her way if, if everything is, is, is coming together. I believe Yes, right you she was she, she was uh she was hurt by, by these agents um we need to take t- tender care of, of Franny um I, I hope i hope the people who who are helping us can get her here this is a, a safe place these agents these agents are, are, are of the government as you know are are not are not kind friendly and are quite dangerous i believe you are are in in terrible danger right now
0: and she takes her cigarette, she sets it kind of, it's a round kind of formica top with the, you know, the metal stripping around the edge. Mm-hmm. And and she sets her cigarette on the end of that table and, and she stands up and she goes into the kitchen and she says, I, anybody else need a drink?
6: And and Rutherford's like, I, 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 absolutely. I will have what, what Richard would, would always have. Uh a, 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 gin, a gin and tonic at this moment would be would be very very kind of you to share.
0: Okay, and she opens a cabinet and you catch a glimpse in the top of the cabinet. There's rows of tonic bottles. <laughs> okay, and she pulls one down and opens it and uh, a full bottle of his favorite gin. What would his favorite gin be?
6: Oh, it would be something obscure from, from Europe where he's from.
0: Okay, and uh, so she she pulls down this European gin that like immediately resonates with you, Rutherford. And she looks at you Boone and she says a shot for you, honey.
7: Uh, no,
0: ma'am. I'm fine. And it gives her a moment of pause. She looks at you from the side of her eye, the stranger who she doesn't know who Richard never mentioned. And this moment of kind of communal drink in his honor that you're not taking. And no one told me it was in
7: her, in his honor.
0: <laughs> and, uh no, uh,
7: no, yeah, ma'am. I don't drink. I used to drink a lot. Don't drink anymore.
0: And, and so but I'll, makes,
7: I'll take some, I'll take some water.
0: So she makes a drink for you, Rutherford and uh, a drink for herself. And, Get some water out of the tap for you, Boone. And she she brings them back and sets them all on the table. And she cheers as you, Rutherford. And
6: actually, actually Rutherford holds the drink and holds it up. And he says, he says, he says, Ma- "Ma'am, I'd like to have a, a few words um, before we have our drink about our our dear our dear my dear friend uh, Richard. And I believe your connection to him is is far far more." important and intimate, and I I, I I, feel you have terrible pain, so I, I, I will just say that Richard was a wonderful, amazing person on this earth, has discovered many things, and his intellect was was grand indeed, and he know, knows and knew so much, and th- there have been only wondrous times with him and working with him over the years, and I, I hold her hold up the glass and bid and cheers to him. And, and I, I hope that we, we can see him again someday down the road.
0: And, and she clinks your glass and takes a big drink with you.
3: You know, I'm back against the wall again. I'll just raise my glass.
0: Okay. And you're standing next kind of underneath your arm in the background is the bottle of uh, Martin Nazi dry gin. <laughs> um, uh, Rutherford, I need you to make two con rolls and tell me which one the worst is. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh,
3: terrible. The
6: 89 is the worst.
0: Okay. All right. And um, we will uh, end with the drink in Richard's honor. And the failed constitution role by Rutherford. I'm kind of glad he failed it.
6: Nice. Oh no. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she actually really didn't like Richard very much. Oh. <laughs> wow.
5: All right. Well, that took a turn I was not expecting. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can find us uh, online between now and the next show at underthelibrary.com on Instagram, under the library, Twitter under the LIB. If you are watching us on YouTube and would like to listen, you can get us wherever you get your your podcasts. And if you're listening on podcasts and happen to want to see us, you can do so on YouTube. So for me, for Emily, for Scott, Chris, Rick, Wayne, and Michael, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.
0: i'm just a total idiot this week and these this week summer...
4: michael do you have your content warning for this week i do oh. i do does it have anything to do with rick's yogurt
3: <laughs> on my helicopter
2: hey, let's keep going <laughs> let's just move past this completely
4: glad we ended up there
2: i, I gotta stop just coming up with shit this is a good
0: All the negative attention was on Rick, and then I just somehow had to make a bad joke and claim it. I claimed it all. I'm
2: so sorry. Please don't use this.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Under the Library. Okay. Yeah. All right.